podcast. Okay, so quickly, um, find like two or three people around you, or four or five, whatever, and um, talk about your musical interests. So do you love music? Do you hate music? How often, probably per week, do you listen to music? Um, what's your favorite musical genre or artist? Okay, you have like two minutes. <laughs> cool. I uh, hope you guys learned something new. Um, Yvette, <laughs> will you read Psalm 139? And she's reading out of the NLT. NLT. Yeah. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You placed your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I can ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you, your enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Cool. Thanks, Yvette. Good job. Okay, so um, as I was reading that these past couple weeks, three kind of main categories or points stuck out to me. Um, the first 18 verses, I kind of gathered a theme with that connection with God, that first reason that we practice the presence of God. Um, David says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. He says, if I go to the grave, you are there. If I go to the grave, you are there. Um, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. He's just go, kind of going on and on in my mind of um, these words of, I'm just in awe. I'm, I'm so grateful for God. Um, and it kind of leads us to believe that he had some form of experience with God, that he or revelation that he is communicating, that he has to kind of almost get off his chest with writing these lyrics. Um and these, these collection of verses kind of speak to a deep connection that he has with God. Um, 
and I would say this kind of section or this genre um, is the, where the majority of our worship songs kind of land. Um, if you've listened to lyrics, a lot of admiring God, um, grateful for what he's done. You're awesome. I can't believe that you know me. You, you're with me at all times. Um, that kind of thing. And then um, verses, 19, verses 19 through 22, um, the theme I kind of extracted from that was that healing of our soul through honesty. Um, so out of this... Um, out of this experience or connection with God that he is communicating, he has this ability. David has this uncanny ability, to be real. Um, but he has this trust in God that he can show these like deeper, innermost parts of who he is. Um, he can be brutally honest. Um, he talks about some real feelings like, I literally hate anyone that doesn't love you. Like, I literally hate them. And we know that isn't the way of Christ. And like Jesus comes thousands of years later and says, like, love your enemies. Um, and like the contrary to what David's saying. But it's cool that he is being super real. Like where I'm at in this moment is I hate those people that don't love you. Um, it's not maybe biblical or it's not what God would do, whatever. He's real. Like, this is how I am. This is where I'm at. Um, and he has that ability to be super honest. Um, and then verses 23 through 24 is, in my mind, that um, the theme is kind of freedom to live in a better way or that life change comes. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Point out anything that offends you. Um, the message says, see for yourself whether I've done anything wrong and then guide me on the road to eternal life. Um, so these are songs or prayers of purity. Um, he asks God, Okay, I'm going to lay down all of what I've done in my life. Um, here's my open, raw, honest heart. Now tell me where I've gone wrong. Tell me what I need to change. Tell me how to be more like you, um, which is really cool. So um, tonight we're going to really hone in on that second part, which is the healing for our soul through honesty, um, because kind of like I was saying, music kind of creates that space to be real. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're hardwired to love music or what kind of it is about music but um it kind of creates that space to just be brutally honest to just crack open your chest and let your heart out raw um and I think David is this like shining star for us of like being real um he tells in one verse he's like I hate everyone and I want to kill everyone and then the next one he's like I love God and I love everyone <laughs> he's just like bipolar and probably needed to be on meds but um He's super real, and we can, like, take a lot from his life and, like, what he says. Um, and I think it tells us a lot about how God feels about honesty because he messes up a lot, and we're going to talk about some of his mess-ups, which, by the way, that doesn't that suck? Like, thousands of years later, we're still talking about his mess-ups. <laughs> I would hate for people to, like, rehearse mine. But, um, but he messed up so much, yet he's still known as a man after God's own heart. Like, that tells you how much God values that honest heart, because um, he was real. So we're going to do another quick discussion group. You can just do the same people. Tell uh, about a time where you got caught for something. It can be, like, from your childhood. It can be, like, last week. It can be, like, speeding. Um, it doesn't have to be, like, super, uh, like, the depths of your soul, but just some time that you got caught for something. I'm going to, like, out myself. Um... I'm going to take you guys back to, like, 1995, Eight. 96, maybe. Hey, was that your birth year? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I was four um, or five. I don't know what year it was. But um, 
I thought it'd be like a super cool idea to play hairdresser on myself. And um, my dad always says this story, and he was like, when I was babysitting, I'm like, Kate, you're my dad, you're not babysitting. <laughs> That's just called parenting, or like living. But anyways, he was watching a baseball game with my brother in like the other room, and so I was by myself, so I like snuck into the kitchen, got some scissors, and was like, this is such a good idea. And just like, <laughs> snipped my bangs, like, like literally they're like one centimeter long. And I immediately felt like, what did I do? I look hideous. Like, immediate remorse. And so, um, like we all do, like, okay, that's okay. I can fix this. And so, I, I think I was in preschool at the time. And so, I was like, in preschool, when we, like, make a oopsie with our scissors, we just glue it back. So, I grab <laughs> all of the hair that I, like, just, I, like, scoop it up. And I'm like, I'm just going to, like, ask my dad if he has some, like, Elmer's glue. And we can, like, glue it back. It's not a big deal. And so I, like, walk into the living room. I remember he was, like, watching the game, and he was like, Brooke, what did you do? Because he knew he was going to get, like, in so much trouble with my mom. And so I was like, can you glue it? And he was like, sorry, it doesn't work that way. And, like, when he said, like, gluing was out of the picture, like, not an option, I literally, like, dropped all the hair, like, dropped on my knees and was, like, the most devastated little four-year-old, like, life was over for me um and I was like the kids are gonna make fun of me and I can't go to preschool now so um and so that's kind of how I like my four-year-old self like reacted to like okay my truth has been exposed like this is bad I've done something really bad um and we're gonna pick up a story of like David's in the exact same place um he just to give you some backstory he just slept with a married woman named Bathsheba um, she was bathing on a roof, as one does, and um, her, and so he is like, oh no, I did something bad, Ugh, I know I wasn't supposed to do this, so he's like, that's okay, I'll fix it, he like, was like, I'll glue my bangs, instead he's like, I'll kill her husband, and um, has him put on like the front lines of war, he's king, so he can do that, and kind of like thinks he got away with it, like, okay, I don't think anyone noticed, and then um, the, a prophet named Nathan God tells him, and he confronts him, and it's kind of all exposed. And so Psalm 51 is David's kind of reaction to his truth being revealed. So our reader, that's going to read Psalm 51 for us. Okay. Psalm 51, for the choir director, a psalm of David regarding the time Nathan, the prophet, came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone I have sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say. And your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the mother, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me, now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and make me willing to obey you. 
that I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices, sacrifices offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. Cool. So that's like super real. Um, a couple of things that I want to highlight in that chapter is how, first of all, David owns up to his stuff. Um, he doesn't really try to make excuses for it. He doesn't belittle what he's done. Um, he understands the gravity of it. He's not like, God, but, like, she was hot or whatever. Like, he, he like, gets what he's done, and he doesn't try to make any excuse for it, which I think is really cool. Um, and then in verse 6, he says, but you desire honesty from the, from the womb. Like, from the get-go, you desire honesty. Um, and I think if we want to experience God, get honest. It's like God is drawn like a moth to a, what's that expression? Moth to a flame? Yeah. Um, like a, a heart that's honest. Like, if you want to experience God, like, get honest. Because God is close to the people that are honest. Um, I guarantee you, you'll sense his presence. Um, and I'm not sure we'll be, um, we'll reach healing and authenticity and community until we're honest with ourselves and God first. Um, I think that's kind of a precursor. Um, and then in verse 16 and 17, he says, You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. Um, you do not want a burnt offering. The, des- the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O oh God. Um, I think that we need to ask the Holy Spirit to break us sometimes. Um, and I think we, a lot of times, want to give a sacrifice. We've done something. We've messed it up and so we're like okay I'll give more in my tithes or I'll like come to church more I'll give some type of sacrifice for what I've done and and David saying you don't want a sacrifice you want a broken heart you want a broken spirit um and I think we can even be broken about more than just our sins and failures um I think so many things in life can break us and um desires and dreams that seem lost or out of reach that can be like okay here's my broken spirit here's my broken heart god this is what i wanted this is what i thought my life was going to look like and it doesn't um someone hurt me maybe someone else's sin and failure has affected me and so it it has broken me it has is um created this time in my life where i i have hurt and pain and um be broken about that be honest with god about those things um even just things going on in the world can break us, honestly. The disasters and the shootings and everything happening in the world and all of that um, can create that broken spirit within us. Um, so keeping all of those in mind, not making excuses for what we've done, staying really honest in offering a broken spirit. Um, I want us to try something this week. Um, if you are musically inclined and you like music or you play an instrument, um, I just want you to try and let whatever is in your heart come out while you play. So it doesn't have to be like rhyming words or like clever lyrics, just like honest. And anything goes, anything. Um, 
And if you do not play an instrument, um, you can YouTube like instrumentals um, and play that in the background. Or if you have like a favorite song, play that. Um, and allow yourself to sing thoughts or prayers or journal or just be still and quiet and listen to um, whatever it is comes to your mind while you're listening. Um, but I want us to create a space um, in, our, in our practice of the presence of God um, to be for vulnerability and to be, and I think music can accelerate that. So I think music can accelerate this, this space of honesty and the space of vulnerability. Um, I read a statistic that said at least 40% of the Psalms um, are songs of lament. So we don't always have to be like, praise God, you're so great. Um, if that's not what you actually feel, say how you feel. Tell them, like, I'm really upset with you, God, because I wanted this and you didn't give it to me. Um, you can, literally anything goes with God, like literally anything, which is really cool. Um, anger, um, anything you're harboring in your heart, anything goes. Um, there's a verse in First Peter that talks about casting all your cares on God because he cares for you. And so we start out of this, like David did, we start out of this, wow, okay, you know me, you know um, all your thoughts toward me. Um, they would outnumber the grains of sand and you are with me at all times. And even if I make my bed in hell, you're there with me. And then out of that, okay, so I can trust you. So now I'm going to rip open my chest and I'm going to get super real, super candid. And I'm going to trust that your Holy Spirit is going to come in. It's going to do some healing work in me. And then out of that is going to come some life changes in my life. So I want you to try that this week. Um, and we're actually going to do it tonight. So, um, Darian and Cass are going to come and lead worship. But um, if you want to stay silent during this time, cool. If you want to journal, cool. If you want to sing your own lyrics, cool. Do whatever it is that you feel kind of um, most, whatever is most natural for you. Um, but the biggest thing is just be real, be honest. Um, I'm going to just quickly pray and then we can sing. Cool. God, um, thank you for you are God I thank you that we can be real with you because um, out of anyone on earth you love us the most and you are never gonna leave us um, and so I pray that this week and even tonight God that we would have the courage um, and the ability to just be super honest and real with whatever's going on in our hearts um, that we could express this um, experience um, that we have with you God um, I pray that you would do some healing in our hearts and in our souls, um, that you would remind us that you are love and um, your love never leaves us. So we don't have to be afraid to be real. We don't have to be afraid to be honest because no one has ever loved us more than you do. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you for your love. Amen. Amen.